Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code PROGRAM. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode number 33 of MMA to the Max. I am your host, the immensely talented, always phenomenal, Robert Taylor. And I am joined by the insanely average co-host of mine, Joseph Hudson, a.k.a. Riverside Joe. Joe, welcome back, man. How have you been the past week? Well, I'm, I'm just this extremely average comment. <laughs> when have you seen me naked, bro? We've been, you know, family for a long time, but I don't think you ever saw me naked. So how do you know I'm extremely average? Maybe I'm just slightly above. Uh, it runs in the family. Oh, fuck. You're right. Cheers. <laughs> thanks, for the, thanks for the extra inch, pal. Appreciate it. I'm doing good, man. Enjoying this this lovely Saturday. How about you? Work all day again? You know it, dude. Every Saturday morning. Got to make that money. Make those sales at the uh, good old Frito-Lay. But uh, I don't know how beautiful it is down there. But uh, it's, it looks like shit out here where I'm at, man. Oh, yeah. I'm inside a nice warm house with fucking the heater going, <laughs> the fire on. The kids and the wife watching TV, you know, it's a great day for me here. But I want to mention something. I like this idea for the format today. When we didn't have a show to review, I think we have a great show for everybody. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Uh, for the first time, and Max is doing our own Ask Us Anything. I know Reddit and everybody has their AMA, the Ask Me Anything. There's two of us, so you're asking us. That's right. You're asking unless, us, God. Yeah, Amen. unless it's specifically directed at somebody, like a couple of the questions that were directed towards me which means Joe's going to read them to me. Um, I shall. Yeah, which should be pretty fun. Um, yeah, no show to review. We'll definitely preview the main event, at least, the main most of the main card for next week. Yeah, show off that shirt. I make I beer disappear. Shirt. What's your superpower? Nice. That's right. That's what I do. <laughs> had to say it for I shall the, make uh, beer disappear. Had to say, the, say it for the people on the audio version. Um, That's right. Yeah, so we're <laughs> going to be answering you guys' question. We asked on our Facebook page. Ask us anything. Could have been MMA-related or anything uh, you really wanted to ask. For the most part, it was MMA-related. I appreciate that. We yeah. didn't want to get too deep into the rabbit hole with other topics. Um, yeah, dude, other than that, welcome back again. Glad you're here. Got to take yeah, down that you. milk carton uh, picture. <laughs> yeah, and a uh, big shout-out to Derek. Thank you for stepping in on short notice for me, man. It was uh, 
it's just been a tough couple weekends getting things scheduled. So I appreciate uh, him stepping in. It was, a, it was a good show. I really enjoyed listening to it. Someone else to help keep Robert in his place and, and keep his head from swelling up so big he can't get those headphones on. So Derek, well done. Yeah, I, uh, I that's basically how I I uh, laid it out for him. Is like, hey man, if if you know you want to step in and all that, I got to get some content out. If not, I'm going to go on a solo on this episode and. Didn't quite work out last time we did that. Those are scary. Yeah. Those are very scary. The solo Robert missions are a catastrophe. Um, So that's good. (laughs) Thanks again for stepping in. I appreciate it. But before we get moving on to this new format, I did miss my opportunity to... um, How do do we do it? T-City thing here, right? I did. I did. I did warn you. Okay, like uh, Derek and I talked about it last week. Yeah, sure. He had a chance to finish him. Anybody that thought that's how it was going to go down was no, full of shit. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, no, nobody did. Yeah, he definitely had a chance to win. He was in that fight, which we did talk about. I yeah. thought it was going to be on the ground. It was um, looking like an Edgar fight for the first. It you know. was looking like an Edgar fight. But the great thing is you look at the adjustment that Ortega made. I know you guys went over this, but I'm just happy with how he did that. He wasn't able to fight at range, you know, Edgar kept getting inside, and so he switched from using his fist to that inside elbow. Yep. Beautiful. Uh, a la um, uh, Carlos Conant versus Tiago Alves, right? The little guys get inside, get in with that tight elbow. Mm-hmm. It was beautifully well done. Um, one thing I really did enjoy over the past week is all the adulation, support, and love that Frankie Edgar has gotten um, throughout the entire MMA community. Everyone is like, dude, you're, you're the man. You lost one. It's all right. It's never happened, but you're you're the man, and um, he'll be back. I want to. I want to do all that too. I, I love him. He's one of the best fighters to watch. I just thought it was very dangerous of him to take a fight against somebody like Brian Ortega and potentially lose his title shot. So makes sense. But, uh, yeah, makes sense. And psh, obviously, it was dangerous for him. Um, before we get into this uh, this episode, get really deep into this episode with the uh, the questions that everybody asked. Geez. Well, I should say everybody. I think it was only like six or seven of you, and you asked multiple questions, um, which, cool. Hey, much appreciated. I mean. Oh, hell yeah. Giving us some content. Got to start somewhere, right? Um, <clears throat> Joe? Yeah. It's a new week. It is a new week. It's a new drink. What it are you drinking this week, brother? I went into the uh, local Riverside Bodega, for all of you Riversideans, the one that we all know well, La Bodega. Walked in there, and they had some of this on the shelf. Obviously, always a limited release. You've got to remember one. that there's also audio. You've got to tell them what this is. <laughs> I was about to. Okay. <laughs> Pliny the Elder by uh, Russian River Brewing Company. It's a great limited release every year. A number of years, it was rated the number one beer in the U.S. Uh, it has fallen drastically. It's now rated number five, uh, 15. Excuse me. Um, but still, man, it's a limited release beer. You got to get it when you can. I was went in there looking for some kind of porter, some stout, try to veer away from the IPA and ended up with a, an Imperial IPA. But nice. it's fucking delicious, man. It is, it, it's good. It's worth the limited release. When one comes around, buy it for you. You'll enjoy it. It's fucking easy to drink. It's delicious. A little a little fruity kind of you know citra hop in there. You can taste it all the way, all the way down to the finish. And, I love it. And it's it's good. What what do you got? Like the sound of that. Uh, I am yeah. drinking the uh, v- uh, pretty local Hangar Twenty Four Sierra Ground Coffee Milk Stout. Uh, Very local for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, more local <laughs> for you than me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I tried this once before, and it's 
one of the best stouts I've ever had, like in terms of just how smooth it is to drink. You know, there's no bitterness at all, dude. It's no, it's, it's almost like you're drinking a, a coffee with creamer. Like there's no bitterness of the coffee. It, it, it's hidden by the creamer. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, dude, there's like, it's, it's got nice, like a nice coffee roast taste to it. Also with some, like some sweetness added. Like it's, you know, like you just added the creamer and that's the best way I can describe it, to be honest. Yeah. Like uh, coffee with cream and sugar. It's yeah, like, exactly. Nice, coffee with cream and drink. sugar. Very nice. Very easy to drink. No bitterness to it all. Um, yeah. Like it was a hell of a revelation the first time I tried it, and I I told some of my uh, some of the friends from the Craft Brute Sports Group, shout out to them real quick. Uh, shout out that uh, yeah, it's definitely one of the best stouts I ever had. I was very surprised, especially because it comes from Hangar Twenty Four. So, which is not, well, I'm not saying they're a bad brewery, it's just not really known for their stouts. No, no, they they've been their orange weed has been the thing that's kind of carried them and got mm-hmm. their name going. Betty IPA is a damn good IPA, and it, yeah. it it does it's their second best beer in my in my opinion but um once again it, it was it owned. was <laughs> until yeah. R- at R- least R- riverside yeah. owns uh ben cook graduated from the same high school as me i'm just telling you we produce awesomeness and, and you're tasting <laughs> it in your mouth what what comes from riverside buddy just remember that i'm just telling you okay um, what i'm tasting in my mouth is what comes from a man in riverside that you once knew right <laughs> I didn't really know him. We went to the same high school. I mean, he knows my little brother and some other people, and I, I'm not going to act like oh, I okay. know him. All right, I I'm got not, you. I'm not one of those guys. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, I don't know Ben. I mean, yeah. Anyways. All right, so. Cheers, yeah, brother. Cheers, absolutely. Um, I do have another beer on reserve. If I, if I get to that, though, we'll talk about it then, and as I'm sure you do as well. Um, let's oh, get I- into the questions, man. Let's start this. And I'm actually going to start right. with a question that has nothing to do with MMA. It has to do with the podcast. Um, sure. Eve Taylor uh, commented, asked, no relationship, no relationship, no relation. <laughs> no, no, no relationship <laughs> yeah. in the Taylor family right yeah, there. Yeah, no Taylor, just coincidental uh, last name. Uh, Eve Taylor yeah. asked, what do you love most about doing this, as in the podcast, the show? Joe, go on and answer that first, man. Honestly, for me, um, it's what we did anyway. After the end of a fight or during a fight, we were always communicating, always talking. I loved having somebody to bounce back and forth. Robert and I, if you listen to the show... We agree, disagree about half the time, and it's nice to have somebody who I know is knowledgeable in the sport, someone who is is uh, opinionated enough to tell me to go pound sand and go screw myself and challenge me and my opinions and perspectives. Um, that's what I'd love about it. Just it's what I'm going to do anyway. I love MMA. I love talking about MMA. I, I can't fucking <clears throat> stop talking about it. Yeah. So finally, I've got an outlet for it, so I just don't bug everybody in my family or at work all day. I can come here, talk to Robert, talk to all you guys, and you know, get out all this shit I've been thinking about all freaking week. Yeah, I agree. I agree on that. Um, yeah, I mean, for one, I'm a talker. I got a big mouth. I like to talk. Everybody yeah. that knows me, family, friends, they know that's the truth. Um, that is. <clears throat> so this is this gives me an avenue to get those words out, to get everything that's off my chest when it comes to the sport of MMA. Well, beer, two of my favorite things, off my chest and into some sort of content that could possibly make me money or at least, you know, make entertainment for somebody. I'm an entertainer first and foremost in my mind. I always have been for yeah. drama in elementary school, high school, all that good stuff. So um, I don't always show it on this show because sometimes it gets a little nerve wracking, but whatever. I'm getting better. Um, <laughs> fine, brother. You're yeah, fine. but like you said, man, we just talk about it anyways. I talk to you about it, even if we're not watching the fights. I talk to all my other friends about it. You know, even if I'm not watching the fights and this, the shit that we talk about is the shit that I, we all talk about. So, you know, why not talk about it with everybody else? And yeah, 
plus it's fun. I mean, I like it. It's fun. It gives it gives it's me way, it's way it fun. gives me a hobby. <laughs> so, besides playing video <laughs> games, which and drinking beer. <laughs> yeah. For for me it it is it is, you know, at this point say my hobby. Like I work, oh, yeah. you know, 60 plus hours a week. I, I love my job. It's great. I come home, I get a couple hours a night with my kids, put them to bed on the weekend, you and I get to do this. I remember when you it, for everyone who doesn't know the history of the show, uh, Robert can break down, but he originally asked me. He's like, "Hey, I've been asked if I want to do a podcast for uh, W2Mnet. You want to join me? Talk MMA." And I was like, Dude, I've been fucking dreaming of this day for fucking ever, dude. Yeah, That's what we did anyways. Now it might as well record it for people to listen to it. Been regretting ever since. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Now it's not just see me on the holidays, brother. Now you got to see me every fucking week. I know. Fuck, man. Jesus. Speaking of that, Enjoy Easter's coming it. up, so we'll talk about that later. Months. Nobody cares yeah. about our, our boring lives. Anyways, yeah, so. <laughs> good question, man. Yeah, good, good great question, question Eve. Eve. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, good one to start it off with, too. Um so the next one was going to be my first question, and it just happens to also be Eve. So congratulations on having good questions to get the ball rolling. You know what I mean? It's not necessarily the best questions. They're good. Good questions for any type, any podcast, really. Yeah, exactly. And and uh, what Eve asked is, how do you get your non-sporty girlfriend slash wife into this kind of stuff? Asking for a friend, of course. And I know she's asking for her boyfriend. Her boyfriend is actually a, a big sports guy, a football guy. Not really big. I just know he's a football guy, So and she doesn't really not care. Not an MMA guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, he could be an MMA guy. I don't know that for a fact, but uh, basically, um, the way I I got I would get her into it, like I at least I the same way I got Vanessa into it. You know, my fiance. Um, lots of domestic abuse, forcing her mm-hmm. to sit down and watch the fights, um, Clockwork Orange style, and <laughs> if she ever talks back during it, I sp- give her a little waterboarding. No big deal. <laughs> just a little waterboarding, not no. a lot of waterboarding. <laughs> no, but uh, seriously, um, really, realistically, she's not so into it, the sport. I mean, she'll come and watch the fights, and she'll sit down, and she'll get into them. Um, she does have her favorites, and it mostly has to do with like their style of fighting or even their looks. Like She's a big fan of Carlos sure. Condit. She came across Carlos Condit through his GQ uh, <laughs> magazine spread in the suit and everything. He looks he looks, uh, he looks. He looks felt, yeah. man. He looked good. He's a handsome like, man. He was, man. Like the he was dressed to the nines in that suit. So she was like, "Who was? Who's that?" I don't know. It's just one <laughs> one of the most dangerous fighters in the world, at least at that time. The so, natural born killer. Yeah, I mean, same thing with football. You know, she wasn't too big into football. Get her to sit down and watch with a little bit, and you know, with other people, and then you know, you see everybody else getting excited for certain things that happen, just like in the fights, and eventually you get into it too. So yeah. Yeah, with with my wife, she was um, not into the sport before we we met and started dating. And I've been in this sport, you know, most of my adult life, or into the sport, not in the sport. Um, but worked with her. My wife is is a very competitive person, always competitive, can't stand to not fucking win. Uh, so <laughs> I can tell. Yeah. And so for for me, what what helped? One of the things that helped was getting her a, a, a involved in the uh, UFC Pick'em League. So now she she has a stake in these fights. So she wants to watch these fights, and in doing so, uh, the other step is is storyline. Now she's following it. Now she's knowing the storyline. So I would always tell her, "Oh, hey, check this out. This is T.J. Dillashaw. He trained with Alpha Male, and and kind of give the backstory behind that whole thing when when that that saga went down, or yeah. it, it, for that instance when we watched T.J. Dillashaw um, knock out Hannibal Rao, it was like, look, Hannibal Rao just fought T.J. Dillashaw's mentor." 
KO'd him in the second round. He, he's unbeatable. And Uriah was screaming this guy's name. You know, TJ, 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 give him a shot. He's got his shot. Kind of building that story. Unbeaten in 10 years is Hennon Burrell. So she's like, oh, this is now interesting. So it's the same thing that WWE does to get the billions of fans oh, yeah. that they oh, yeah. have. It's the storyline. So if you, you know, I'm, I'm balls deep in all the storylines and all the news. So sharing that kind of stuff, giving, giving them, um, giving them like you're doing something to them, but allowing them to have some kind of access to the, the, the humanity of it, the storyline, what makes these people, not just people you see on TV, but humanize them a touch and allow your, your girlfriend slash wife, uh, to humanize these people and find ones that they like. And that's worked for me. And Zayn has her favorite fighters, similar to mine. Again, because my influence is like, obviously, in my mind, TJ Dillashaw is one of the, the greatest fighters of all time. And so she looks at fighters the same way I do. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But she also likes fighters that aren't my favorite because she likes their storyline and likes how they behave. So for me, get them, get them involved in the competition with the Pick'em League and start talking about the storylines. Even if you don't think they're listening, you just keep dropping that little seed in keep there when you're in, watching yeah. the fight. Like, babe, come here, come here, look, this is that fight I was telling you about. Watch this guy, he's freaking insane. Great jujitsu, check out how this guy does his grappling. You know, start you know, nudging him over. I don't <laughs> beat my wife into watching it. I, I slowly nudge her over through storyline and, and humanity. Yeah, but you'd be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> be a lot cooler if you did. Uh, you know what I like about these high school hey, man, girls? Are you done? Are you I get done? older. Are you done? Wait, wait, they stay have, the you know. same Tomorrow's daylight savings time, man. We're going to lose an hour. Are you finished with that question or what? <laughs> I could go on. I am a bit long-winded. That is one thing the two of us have in common. We can fucking talk. That's right. Except one of us knows when to stop. Oh, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next question. Um, I want to get into this real quick. Uh, uh, Duke Bear. A Bear, sorry, I always get that name mixed up. His last name, Duke A Bear. Um, hey, coincidentally, man, the creator of the MMA to Max uh, logo, as well as the backdrop, um, also creates all the pictures we use for interviews. So thanks to him, man, he's a big help to the show. Yes, sir. He's got a couple of questions. I we could just do these in order for his questions, like just switch yeah, off, I guess. That's, yeah, let's run down Duke's questions. Let's go. Yeah, for sure. So in terms of super fights, Duke asks, which fighter of any rival promotion would you like to see in a super fight? super fight with any current UFC champion? Well, there's two of them that I was thinking about, so I'll shoot out one. You can shoot out another if you have, but I would I would actually honestly like to see how Darian Caldwell would, would um, fare against TJ Dillashaw. Bellator champion at 135, Darian mm -hmm. Caldwell versus UFC champion uh, TJ Dillashaw at 35. I was trying to think of Obviously, there's another there's another obvious Bellator champion who you'd like to see fight a UFC fighter. So trying to think a little bit outside the box with someone who stands a chance. <laughs> um, Caldwell will lose to to TJ Dillashaw probably via vicious KO, but I'd like to see him get in there and try to mix it up because I think that's a, if he had the opportunity to fight someone of that caliber, yeah. he's good. His game would go up higher if he could fight somebody of that caliber. So that would that's one that I'd like to see. All right. Well, see. My answer here is not actually a Bellator fighter. Obviously, there's some greats. Um, the the, the current the current champion thing is what kind of gets to me because, I mean, the first and foremost super fight I would like to see is Ben Askren versus GSP. Yeah, I because it was current champion current Askren champion. retired, and I know he's GSP retired, no longer retired, retired, or even but, or yeah. Askren and, and T Wood if you want to go current champion. Well, they trained together, so that's why I couldn't do that anyways. And yeah, but I, I know. Mean, 
I am going to go with 1FC, though, still, and that's their 135-pound champion, Bibiano Fernandez, oh, against that DJ Dillashaw. That's a fight I want to see. That, Bibiano that was close good. to signing to the UFC before yeah. he went to 1FC. They obviously uh, offered way more money. Oh, yeah. I still want to see that kid in, in the UFC. That kid is on an amazing win streak right now. It's def it's in the high teens. And um yeah, I, I think he's got he's got the gumption, you know, the style, the technique to take okay. it to TJ. Will he win? I don't know, but it's gonna be a great fight. No, I th I don't think he'd get KO'd. I think he'd go to the decision and he would get he would get slowly pieced up, but yeah. but now. but he would he would hang in there right now. But again, yeah. that's the thing with him at one FC. He's a huge He's potentially a huge fish in a small pond. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He needs to. The, the, the same thing that we had to see with um, the other 135-pound uh, champ from uh, WSOF. That's what I was oh, about Marlon, to say, that Marlon Marais. Right. Thank you, Marlon yeah, Marais. That's what I was about to say. If this was asked two years ago, Marlon would, Marais oh, yeah. would be Marlon my Marais. answer. All, all, all day long. <laughs> all day long. It's funny because we're stuck at 35 because I think that's one of the, one of the, the deepest divisions. Yeah. yeah, they're fucking A. I can go, yeah. Yeah, my 235-pound ass <laughs> loves 135-pound guys, dude. They're that, yeah, they're fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, that's because they so, can't so run my other, from you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so my, my other one, just real quick, I don't want to get into it too much, but it'd be nice to see Rory Mack versus T. Wood. Again? It wasn't that great sure. the first time. <laughs> no, but, I, but both of them got a substantially yeah. better since they yeah, fought. I agree. That's, that's, why I was, that's why it wasn't my go-to. Yeah. It was called versus uh, uh, TJ, but that's a good one. I like it. Um, yeah, so I'll go. I'll go to uh, Duke Bears. Next question: Your thoughts on Nick Newell's victory over Lequeux in LFA? Yeah. Lequeux, sorry, Lequeux in LFA this weekend. Do you see the UFC signing him? As before, they had mentioned his disability was the only reason why they hadn't signed him. So the re first of all, to, to go to the second part, the reason why they weren't signing him because of his di it wasn't so much his disability; it was the fact that he was going to be looked at as a freak show at the time. This was before the money fights and the freak show fights that Dana White Correct. was always about. Um, Couture versus uh, Tony notwithstanding. Uh, but <laughs> here's the thing about Nick Newell. I think what he does is amazing. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Congenital amputee. You know, doesn't doesn't have his, uh, I think his... Left, left arm, left, I left I hand. It's, left it's basically arm. just his left hand. He's got the rest of the yeah, hand. Yeah, just, just right, right, right below the elbow I mean, here. He's, he's almost got a wrist to me. I mean, the length is there on the forearm, but it's still amazing what he's doing. But basically, one hand, especially because he's got all the submissions on his record. Um, yeah. I think, however, that anybody that is excited for him to make the jump to the UFC is just looking for him to 
take a beating. I mean, they're, like it's been said many times, there are levels to this shit. The first UFC caliber fighter that he fought in his career, Justin Gaethje, put a beating on him and knocked him out. It Hurt wasn't even bad. it wasn't even a close fight. Hurt so him yeah, really bad. And like I said, I love what Newell, uh, Nick Newell's doing. I think he's I think he's inspirational. I think he's great. He's showing that it doesn't matter what disability you have, you can ever you can do whatever you want in your life if you just work towards it and go for it. Yeah. I don't think he does anything in the UFC, and I don't think the UFC signs him. Well, I don't. I, know, I maybe in this day and age, but no, I don't think he's that much of a draw to make the signing worth it. I don't think it happens, and it, 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 it's sad to say. I don't. So, so I could see one circumstance in which he would be signed, and I'll get to that at the end. But I don't see him being signed for two reasons. Number one reason, amputee or not, he is not UFC caliber. His skills are great. Sad. But, maybe maybe it is, but he's not UFC caliber. Granted, they've got a 500-man and woman roster plus. They've got some people on there who, who technically shouldn't be UFC caliber, but that, that's beside the point. In his weight division at 55, he's not going to break the top 15. That's one reason. Number two. I wouldn't even say top 20. I mean, well, even there. Yeah, I, I agree. He's not he's – not, He's a phenomenal fighter. The fact that he, he's an amputee is not the reason why I don't think he's UFC caliber. I just don't think he ties his skill set in together well. He, he can beat up everybody in LFA. He did a hell of a job in WSOF before he got to Gaethje. He, he's a phenomenal athlete and a fighter and can beat the shit out of me in a heartbeat. And that's not <laughs> what I'm trying to say. But he's not UFC caliber. And neither are Number we. Number two. <laughs> no, by, by a long shot. Number two is if you put an amputee in there and... The reason I watched that fight uh, uh, with Gaethje with a non-MMA fan, we were at a friend's house and I put it on the TV and we were watching it, mm -hmm. and she was appalled by the fact that she saw a disabled person getting his ass fucking kicked. Now, Grant, and I had to tell her a thousand times, and I showed her videos, like, look, this isn't just a disabled person. This guy's a bad MFer, right? And yeah. on, he's, he's fucking really good. And he deserves to be there against the champion because there's nobody else. But all she saw was an amputee getting his ass beat. The UFC can't handle that kind of press. They can't. So the only way, back to where I said they could sign him, the only way they could sign him is if they put him up against a bunch of jobbers and just promote him against jobbers. But the problem with that is, is you've got to move him up. If he's winning, 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 eventually he's got to fight Gaethje again. You know what I mean? He's got to fight someone who's going to beat the crap out of him. And then it goes back to the perspective of, it's amputee is being mauled. That's so not right. Yeah. That's why the UFC won't sign. No, hundred percent agree. I just, yeah, I, it's, it's sad to say he's just, he's just hasn't beaten anybody that gives me, you know, hope or faith that he can do anything in the UFC besides get really hurt. And yeah, that's not, not something UFC I want to see. I don't want to see. No. You don't so. want to see anybody amputee or not. You don't want to see anyone who's not UFC caliber get in and get the shit kicked out of them like <laughs> like freaking Shevchenko just did. So. Like you don't want to see that. Yeah, I agree. Um, so keeping with Duke's questions, he had quite a few. So appreciate it, man. Good um, ones, Duke. What are your thoughts on Ron Ronda Rousey signing? You probably should have asked me this in the in the order, but whatever. What are your thoughts on Ronda Rousey signing with the WWE? Like Ken Shamrock, Brock Lesnar, Matthew Riddle, and others. Do you think it actually hurts her brand to cross over into the scripted TV so uh, TV show sort of thing? Oh, you can go ahead and answer that because you're right. You should be the one to first answer. You're more of the the WWE fan, but I do have my opinion and thought. Yeah. Um, go. I think Ronda Rousey signing for the WWE is great for Ronda Rousey. I have a helicopter coming over my house right now. That's awesome. 
You probably hear it. Um, you live in Victorville. That's I live in why Victorville. I'm, I, without even looking outside, <laughs> I guarantee you that's a police helicopter, and they're searching for somebody. So. Yep. Can't tell. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's great for uh, not only for her but for fans of the WWE. She brings an aura of, you know, star to any anytime she's on the screen, regardless of what happened to her in MMA. She got knocked out by home. She was still the star, regardless if UFC was pushing her as the star. She still would have been the star. She has that aura about her. You know, she has that it factor, quote unquote. Um, it's better for her. She has she never really evolved as a fighter once the 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 talent of the women's division caught up to her. She never evolved, and she had a shitty coach that couldn't help her evolve, and she never wanted to leave that coach or leave her home in Glendale. So, yeah, it's a smart move, and it's already paying dividends. Ratings have gone up for the WWE for Monday Night Raw. I've actually paid attention to it, and it's been a <laughs> long time since I've paid any attention to it. It's yeah. been a very long time. And she's a, cross she's a crossover star. I mean, and does it hurt her brand? Absolutely not, because as much as we are MMA fans, as much as we want to talk about how WWE's fake, MMA's real... Here's the here's the facts of everything. All right. It's still real to me, damn it. Yeah, right. The WWE <laughs> is still higher than you than the UFC when it comes to mainstream. They're both pretty taboo when it comes to mainstream. But but I'm sorry. The WWE still gets better ratings consistently, makes more money in a year. It's just the way it happens. Um. No, correct. And and one of those reasons is the reason that Vince McMahon didn't buy the UFC way back when is he can't control the outcome. dictate the outcome yeah so you can dictate the outcome we talked about storylines right if you can control the storyline it's a soap opera you can get people hooked in and brought in that's what they do yeah and not to mention let's let's just not even forget about the fact that ronda rousey's a lifelong fan this isn't somebody like brock lesnar right. that's jumping in just to collect a paycheck this is ronda rousey who's a lifelong fan i mean she, her first appearance in wwe like since signing a contract was at the royal rumble she comes out in legitimately one of Rowdy Roddy Piper's old leather jackets yeah. given to her by his family. I mean, she she asked if she could use his name before she started fighting name. professionally. That's right. Yeah, that's that's a fan, and that's somebody that respects she's a the business. Huge fan, she's not she's not there for a paycheck. She's there to bust her ass. She's gonna. They're obviously gonna hold off her first match for WrestleMania. Um, yeah, as they should. As they should. That's a big. But she's still it might entice me to buy. Week. She's appearing every week. Yeah, but she's so, not saying much. Which is good because she's not quite ready for that much time on the microphone. She still has to get that down. Uh, luckily, WWE has a great per, uh, performance center that actually trains them for that stuff in Florida. Um, but I think it's great for her. I don't think it hurts her brand because, I mean, well, to be honest, I don't think it hurts her brand any more than losing to Holman and uh, Nunez back-to-back. -back. That kind of hurt her brand a lot, at least in terms of fans, fans' Correct. eyes. So, yeah, no, I think it's great for her, and I'm happy for her, and... As a fan of WWE, I don't really watch as much as I want to. I watch it when I can, at least the pay-per-views. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's fun to see her on TV. I'm cool. I'm happy about it. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna truncate my answers a little bit because I think we, we agree to a point. Um, am, am I, you know, were my thoughts? Good. Good for her. Good for her. She gets to be competitive to a degree in athletics, which is what she loves. I, I don't know. I'm doing competitive in air quotes because, again, it, it's scripted. It's scripted. But it's still, still, gets to it's be, still athletic, but it's, still it's, athletic. it's, it's so not it's, competition. So Correct. It's not technically competition, but she gets to that, that athletic outlet, which she needs. So I'm happy for her with that. 
um, Shamrock, Lesnar, Riddle, whatever. I mean, good for Matt Riddle. He he needed to find a way to make money, and and it's going to work for him because he actually was someone who had a decent mouthpiece, like he could talk a little bit. So good for him. He's actually as one of the best wrestlers in the world already. That's the crazy part. Yeah, on the he's, independent he's, scene. It's amazing. Yeah, he's he's really he's really good. I, I didn't I didn't want to share too much the fact that I've actually paid a little attention to Mr. Matt Riddle there. Kind of had uh, and he's to. He's doing a phenomenal job. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, you're forced to if you if you. There is a crossover between. Uh, Pro wrestling and you have and, and MMA yeah. like the, it exists. Um, and then as far as her legacy, no, she damaged her legacy to whatever degree it's going to be damaged by the way she took those two losses. Yeah, whatever and the way damage she acted done, afterwards. Like, correct. It's so. like she she drove her Porsche through the dust storm. It got dinged and scratched up. <laughs> that was on her own accord. Whatever she does after it, it's already dinged and scratched. It ain't going to get worse. Yeah. So it's only in get my better, mind, really. In my mind, yeah, she she could, but it's going to not be in that Porsche. She's going to be driving something else now. So that that legacy is scratched and dented and done. That's what just I mean. as like, nice, just as nice as the Porsche, but just a different brand. Exa- exactly. It's like she's just going to get the the 2018 model. The 2011 <laughs> model got fucked up, so she's moving yeah, on. That's right. And, and again, and I'm fine with that. And again, I have no hard feelings. Like fucking dude, crush it. Be the biggest star in WWE. Go for it. Like, why do I care? Like, you know. Right. Good for her. So. All right, so uh, keep going then uh, with Duke's questions. Yeah, yeah. this one comes back uh, from Duke Bear again with Brock Lesnar. Do you believe? It was my question, but sure, go ahead. No, you asked that one, but I let you answer it. Is it? Oh, I did. You're right. Yeah. Hey, you got yeah. me. It's you got okay. Me. It's okay. You've been up since two o'clock. I've been up since four o'clock. So I've got a couple of hours on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, Sorry, go then, man. You got yeah, it. No. Yeah, no, no worries. Uh, with Brock Lesnar, do you believe should he return to the UFC? Should he get a high-profile fight like Francis Ngannou, his first fight back? What, what do you think? Now, I'm now I'm not going to say necessarily Francis Ngannou, but if Brock Lesnar goes back to the UFC, UFC, yes, absolutely yes. You give him a high-profile fight. This is Brock fucking Lesnar. I don't care about the steroid failure. I don't care about him going to the WWE. He's a draw. You give a draw a high-profile fight. It that, that's just it's. There's no way that you. There's no argument to that. It's a yes. Nice. I I agree. What are you opening, Joe? So you can tell the people uh, on the audio. I gotta remember the audio. I am opening a garage brewing company, Marshmallow Milk Stout. Yes, one of my favorites. For the recommendation of my cousin Robert Taylor. That's right. Yeah. I, um, I like to enjoy. You, yeah, you absolutely do get Brock Lesnar high-profile fight. Um, 100%. Stylistically, I think Ngannou, if it is him, is a winnable fight just because based off of what Stipe did. Now, oh, totally favorable. Yeah, I mean, so it's winnable. It's possibly, yeah, possibly favorable. But, I mean, he's got that power to just, you know, make Brock curl up like a little ball in, into a little ball like uh, Cain Velasquez did. So, um, right. And Uberim did. And Uberim. Yeah, so, um, but yeah, no uh, to answer that, the, answer the question, Brock Lesnar, yeah, high-profile fight, absolutely. There's just there's no way you can say no to that. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I th- you give him the high-profile fight. I don't believe it's Francis Ngannou. You give him John Jones. If he comes back against Ngannou and gets knocked out, he's done for. Put him against Jones, and let's say he loses. <clears throat> he can still have another fight, and it matters because John Jones is the greatest fighter of all time. You lose to John Jones, okay. Fine, move on. <coughs> Mighty you Mouse. Ha- well, no, I agree with I agree with that. No, I, we've had this conversation a thousand times before. Mighty Mouse can never fight Brock Lesnar. Yeah, true. So if you lose to John Jones, you lost to 
arguably 50-50. You look at a lot of debates, a lot of reading. It's 50-50 between Demetrius and Jones, right? For sure. He lost the greatest of all time. Cool. Everybody else does too. He can have another fight so you can use him twice. If he fights in Ghana and loses, you got one fight out of him. Yeah. You use him twice. You give him two fights. First one against Jones. If he wins, he beat the GOAT. Cool. Yeah. He can if fight he, anybody. If he, he comes two. back, you, you make the biggest, most profitable fight you can with him. And that is and John that's Jones. John Jones. That's John Jones. And then after that, let him fight fucking a, 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 anybody. It doesn't matter. Let him fight Struve. Let him fight mm-hmm. Orlovsky. Then just use him to fight freaking, you know, <sighs> I actually, I, for, as, for as much hate as he gets, I actually cringe at the thought of what Brock Lesnar can do to Stefan Struve. Oh, he <laughs> when he gets him on the ground that's a mulling yeah, he, he would, yeah he'd ground him and pound the shit out of him yeah. it wouldn't be cool and I like Stefan but he would be fucking damaged yeah. alright so thanks, uh, answer. thanks yeah. Duke last question from Duke A. Bear and actually this is probably an easy answer for everybody um, what regional promotions champion do you believe Dana White should try and pick <laughs> up I think I think uh, somebody answered it on the uh, on the actual post <laughs> Shorty Torres yep absolutely yeah <laughs> Jose Shorty Torres. I mean, I fully expect him to be there for UFC Chicago. So, <laughs> I, please, I know they keep booking fights, and I keep seeing fights line up for it. I'm like, where's Shorty? Where's Shorty? Where's Shorty? By the way, who called, the, ha- who called Curtis Blades an overing? I believe you did. I did. Thank oh, you. Once again, <laughs> MMA to the max. Providing Mystic MMA to the max. Who the fuck Sean are these Shelby, guys? Who the fuck are these guys? The fuck are providing these guys? them with their jobs. That's what we do. <laughs> well, that was easy. That's what we do. So, <laughs> hey, thanks yeah, for the questions, yeah. Duke. Yeah, and Duke, you knew the answer, and obviously Doug did too because he responded. Uh, you know, way to ruin the surprise, asshole. <laughs> that was easy. So uh, that's not a bad one. Joshua Brower asks, with Volkov's reach advantage, do you think he will try to keep it standing with Verdum? Um. Yeah. I. I. Yeah. That's just what you need to do against Verdum. Uh. Real. Realistically. Um, I know Volkov has, a, I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but I know I was read, reading about it recently, that he's he's three inches taller. I think it's 6'7 to 6'4, and yeah. he's got three inches of reach on him. I don't know the exact number. It could be 70 to 67. I don't know. I'd have to look that up. Um, yeah, absolutely. Stay on the outside. Dude, he's done his uh, his entire UFC career to, uh, so far. It's only been like, what, two or three fights. Um, use the jab, stay on the outside. He's he's got great footwork, great head movement, and his yeah. his jab work is amazing. He's got a solid jab that can keep somebody like Verdum at bay. The problem is Verdum is no longer the Verdum of old man. The uh, he's now a half Rafael Cordero Muay Thai striker, very who good striker is, now. Takes a lot of chances with his strikes too. He's not afraid. Um, very comp- competent, and that makes him more dangerous because if the striking game's not going his way. He's not a horrible takedown artist like a Nate Diaz when it comes to, you know, takedowns or clinches. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, yeah, definitely keep it standing. Even yeah, reach advantage or not, keep this keep it standing against Fabricio Verdum. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's the way you beat Verdum. I don't care who you are, what your background is, your best chance to beat Verdum is on your feet. His jiu-jitsu is second to fucking none especially yeah. at a heavyweight. He he like I used to talk about Frank Mir. He he moves on the ground like a middleweight. Frank Mir used to do that. He's still pretty good on the ground, but something happened to him. Long story short, fell in love with his hands and getting knocked the fuck out. But so Verdum, you beat him on the feet. And the thing is, like you're talking about, Verdum will stand on the feet. He's Rafael uh, Cadero, um, Muay Thai striker, and he takes chances. Yes, 
Because if you rock him, not knock him out, he goes right back to his instincts of jujitsu. So rocked or not, he's scrambling, looking for passes, looking for sweeps, underhooks, trying to get half. You know, that's what he's doing. Or he gets rocked and falls to his back and lets you just jump right into his guard. Looking at yeah. you, Fedor. Yeah, but, that, but that, that's exactly what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Get rocked, and he's gonna he's gonna work on instinct, and he's gonna be the best jujitsu guy at heavyweight. So I'm gonna take the craziest chances I can because I don't believe you're gonna knock me out. But if you rock me, I'll fall on my back. You're gonna jump into guard to finish me, and with my eyes closed and one arm, I'm going to fucking submit yeah. you, Fedor Ilyenko. So yes, he's gonna use his jab, stay on the outside, and he's a tall guy that knows how to use his jab. I I think this is a good fight for him to win. <clears throat> He's got a really good chance to win. I'm I'm on the fence on this one. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. I believe. Next question. Turn. I think. Just, no, I I read that one. You're up, buddy. Did you read that one, the vocal one? Yes, yeah, man. I'm losing my see, I'm losing I'm a, my mind. I'm, a, I'm losing my I'm mind. I'm a professional. I printed it out. I'm taking notes. I'm scratching oh, off. I got the, the notepad open. It's the same thing, man. I do everything digitally. <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm an old man. I got to write it down and look at it. I'm nearly into my forties. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get into some uh, some fight talk real quick then, if we could do this. You know what? Before we do that, I really want to uh, ask this question. I like this question a lot. Nick Hilton asks. This is a very Nick. deep and very awesome question. Good if question, If you could Nick. take we, away we, one fight outcome and reset history, what would it be and why? I thought long and hard about this one, and in recent history, what was the answer, right? Yeah, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be completely honest with you. Um, it's not just because as I know I'm biased for people who were guests of the show. <laughs> In my mind, Eric Anders won the fight against Machida. It was close, but he won the fight. I would take that one back because no offense to Machida, I love him, enjoyed everything he's given to this sport, but he's not making another title run. Yeah, I, Eric Anders has it in him to make that title run. So give him that win over a legend. Right, reverse it, give him the wind over that legend. It keeps propelling him on the path that he is on, where he deserves to go. Again, before he was ever on the show, I was singing his praise. Yeah. I was loving what he was doing. Don't mind me. I'm listening. I just got an emergency no. text. <laughs> no, sorry. Yeah, if, if, if something has to happen. Um, no, nothing has to happen. It just had to, it I just had to answer it, but I'm still listening. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, so to me, that I, I was recently, I was trying to go back on all the shitty, fucked up, wrong decisions that have happened. And the one that I think that has the most significance is Eric Anders' decision loss to Machida. Yeah. It was a close fight, though, so it's not like you know a, a robbery. We can go back to Pearson Diego a thousand freaking times, but oh, yeah. it's not a robbery loss. It's just a he should have won the fight to to propel him and move the division forward. I agree. That's all. Um, so if I had to take that same question, there, um, this is going to come off really hateful and hate filled <laughs> in my mind uh, to a lot of people. And it's probably going to give me a lot of dirt. Um, if I'm going to take away one outcome of a recent fight, it's going to be Conor McGregor beating Eddie Alvarez at, at UFC 205. Reason why? Not because I dislike Conor McGregor. Outcome, not decision. Okay. Yeah, just the outcome. Just Conor doesn't beat Eddie Alvarez. Take that Correct, away. Jack. Because we, if that doesn't happen, he doesn't come to dual, dual division champion like that. The Mayweather fight doesn't happen. He might actually be in MMA still. He's defending maybe the featherweight title, or if not, actually still fighting in period. You know, if he can't make 145 at light, again. At lightweight, yeah. Yeah, at lightweight or something. But he's at least competing. And it would it would just 
be better off for the sport of MMA. We'd get Conor McGregor headlining shows, um, doing everything, you know, bringing in money, bringing in fans, which is awesome. I give him all the credit yeah. in the world for being the guy to do, to bring in a lot of these fans. Uh, albeit they are, or albeit they are the uh, pretty annoying <laughs> half the time. Um, Scourge of the earth. Yeah, it's like they're hardcore ones at least. But yeah, that's the result I would take. And, it, and you know, congratulations to him for, for doing it, but just just the, the, the windfall of everything that happened after he won the, the 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 lightweight title is the reason why I would that would be my outcome to take away. Good good read and 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 though I might disagree to an extent on that one that the way I read it was obviously outcome. You read I like the way you read into that question better than I did. I because to me you win the fight you win the fight. He knocked out Alvarez. I like the way you read that one. Kudos, bro. Oh, good yeah, answer. Yeah, that's that's real good I answer. Figured, yeah, <laughs> I mean that's that's the only no, reason. No, I like that, reason, bro. So, I really, really, really like that one, dude. Um, I, that was that was the thing that immediately popped in my head when I read the question, and that, that wow. for that exact reason, because I've always been wow. thinking, I've been thinking about what would have happened had things changed. God damn it! All right, last episode you and I were on together, I actually got you to concede. This episode, you've got me to fucking praise you on your thinking. What's wrong with this world? I got better the week you were... Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. Round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Done. What can I say? <laughs> you know what, Derek? You're not allowed on the show. When you're on the show, you're building Robert up, and I don't like it. Yeah. We're done, brother. Made, we're made done. platinum, brother. And we're making <laughs> platinum tonight. Tonight. All right. I'm good with this this next question right here. Um, I'm going to go to our boy Dylan Roberts. Nice. It's it's a fight that we've been talking about for fucking decades, it feels like. Khabib versus Tony. Who's your pick? Feel like Khabib surprises people and dominates uh, unless Tony catches him with a slick sub. Sorry, I, I'm botching what you said there. Feel like Khabib surprises people and, and dominates Tony unless Tony catches him with a slick sub. Little concerned to see how a wrestler... Shit. Little concerning to see <laughs> how a wrestler like Kevin Lee not of the same caliber as Khabib, took Tony a majority of the fight. Does that make sense? I'm butchering your question, uh, Dylan. It I works. apologize. Thoughts, I think you know? Um, yeah. yeah, words are hard. Um, <laughs> um, reading is more difficult than words because you got to sound them out. Don't you have reading shit. glasses? I swear you do or something. You should probably. Dude, you want to pick on me because I'm old? I'm like, what, 10 years older than you or something? Fucking child. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's a great question. Uh, Thanks, really Dylan. Appreciate question. it, and it, I'm glad it got asked to me first. Mm -hmm. I don't I think. I don't think. See, the difference is, is uh, and Dylan, I think, feels the same way. Just from talking to him in other groups, I don't think Habib 
dominating Tony is is surprising in my mind. Honestly, just the way he's dominated his opponents, uh, Gleason T-Bow aside, but T-Bow also popped so like later on. So who knows? <gasps> what he, who knows? T-Bow popped. So um, T-Bow popped. Uh, uh yeah. The, the the general consensus is that this goes to the ground. Tony's getting his ass beat unless he catches him with a, sl- a sub. I don't think he catches him with a sub. Um, I don't care if he is an Eddie Bravo black belt. Uh, there's a lot of people in the jiu-jitsu community that question Eddie Bravo. Don't know why they do, but, you know. Um, that do that the right way or the bad way? I did the 10th planet, the, the 10. Is that the right way in the camera? I'm not, I'm not, I'm fuck. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how it's going to show up on video, man. But, yeah, no. I, I, I Basically, yeah, I'm, I'm with what Dylan was, was saying after his question. Um, I think Habib absolutely dominates Tony. Um either getting to Tony to make a mistake so he catches on a submission like a Camorra or an Americana, maybe even a choke, or he absolutely just dominates him for five rounds and beats the ever-loving hell out of him. Um, the fact that Tony Ferguson says he's going to welcome him to the ground, as Eddie Bravo has said too on the Rogan podcast, mm-hmm. saying, yeah, Tony's going to welcome him to the 100%. ground. 100%. He will. He's a fucking idiot. <laughs> this is going to be a life-changing fight if he welcomes the ground game because Habib is going to beat on him. Um and I think if it goes to the decision, it's minimum 50-45. Or not obviously 50-45, 50-43, sorry. Okay. I, I wanted to give you a second to catch that. Yeah. 50-45 would just be he lost every round. No yeah, exactly. No, I'm, I'm giving at least two 10-8s to Habib if it goes to the decision. Yeah, this is, this is another time when um, Robert and Riverside Joe are going to have a staunch disagreement. The more I'm looking into this fight, the more I'm seeing Habib lose. I don't see this fight going to the ground as easily as everybody else does. Granted, Khabib's got the best takedown in MMA. The best in all of MMA. Tony Ferguson is the best at creating scrambles. He's the best at capitalizing from scrambles. Take me down, go for the shot, I create a scramble, I capitalize, I get up. He's longer, he has got a great jab, he is unorthodox. You cannot plan on fighting someone who strikes the way that Tony does. You can't do it. You can't train against him. Who's he training with at AKA that can mimic the way Tony strikes? And the reason Tony strikes is going back to an answer from a previous question about Verdum. He's not afraid to go on the ground, so he's going to do all sorts of things that you don't expect to see. He will get taken down. He will get dominated from top position. He will not be submitted by Khabib, and he will not... My bad fingers. He will not be ground and pounded to submission by Khabib. This fight does go the distance, with the winner coming out being Ferguson, three to two, on his feet. He's going to be able to Here's stay on thing. his feet long enough. Like the and question, he's going to be able to attack enough from his back. Like the question, like he mentioned uh, after the question about the question, the fact that Kevin Lee was able to have success a in the striking game versus Tony, b on the ground had mount on him, and c coming in with a staph infection and still doing it. This is a man that was at 25%, 30%, 40%. Yeah, that gives me pause for concern with Tony. That fight changed my entire outlook on this fight. I always had I always had uh, Nurmagomedov winning the fight. That fight solidified it for me. And I know it's like MMA math in a sense, even though they haven't all fought each other and all that. You know, fighter A yeah, is able to do I, that. I get what you're saying. Yeah, but it's just you look at the style. I'll go on record right now and say Habib's a better striker than Kevin Lee. Oh, by far. By far. Kevin Lee had his success. Last fight, his last fight proved it. His jab yeah. in his last fight against Barbosa, yeah. I was singing the praises of his yeah. striking. And his jab, or, so yeah, and Kevin Lee had success striking against Tony. I see no reason why Habib won't. 
And like I said, if Tony wants to welcome to the ground, it's an ass whooping ha waiting to happen, man. So we're gonna do, yeah, we'll disagree on this. Correct, correct. Yeah, we, we'll get into it more when that fight gets closer. But Tony is a habitual late starter, mm -hmm. A and B. He he. Ferguson's top game, or, or sorry, Ferguson Lee's top game is minimal at best. Take me down at will. That mount. No, that's fine though. We saw what happened in the end with staff or not. Nothing against Lee. He's going to be a, a champion one day, possibly. He's fucking badass. He's, he really is. He's one of the guys that I love at, at 130, at, uh, excuse me, 155. I mean, there's so many guys that are great at 55. He's one of them I love. But Ferguson is not going to get allow himself to be taken down like that. He's going to say he's going to welcome the ground game. He'll welcome it for a round, maybe a round and a half. But after that, he's going to he's going to figure it out, man. People aren't giving El Kukui enough credit. Oh, I give him boy. credit. I think he's great, but don't see it happening. Um, all right, so I know this is, this is fun. This is going to be a fun fight. Yeah. It's going to be a great fight. So everybody. let's very, very, let's very let's fight. keep on with that. Uh, the theme of uh, UFC two twenty three. Then the next fight, uh, co main event. Then Paul Hadley Miller asks yeah. Rose versus Joanna. Has Rose really evolved into a fighter that can beat Joanna twice in a row, or will we see a return of the merciless dominating assault of Young Jacek? We will not see the return of the merciless assault of Yam Jacek. I understand that the weight cut was a big issue for her. I understand that the weight cut can be can be a, a viable excuse, not like a, a, an excuse like oh whatever. Um, you're aware of who Rose's training partner is, correct? Uh, in in the gym or in bed? <laughs> in bed is Pat Berry. In the gym is <laughs> Shevchenko. Sorry. How many times has Shevchenko beaten Yoana in Muay Thai? I believe it's three. That's right. That's all I got to say. Which is true. That is, that is why she won last time. That is why she'll win again. Because Shevchenko is one of the greatest female fighters of all time oh, at 125. Because she can't make 15. She's too small. Yoana can. So obviously she was bigger than Yoana and Muay Thai when they fought, blah, 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 blah. But she can be mimicked perfectly by Shevchenko. Mm -hmm. That's why um, she lost last that's time. Fair. That's why she'll lose again. That's fair. Um, I'm going to go in a different direction, but not completely. Not what? completely. Not completely. It's Pat Barry that's going to Will get we on. see a return in the merciless dominating assault? No. Um, is Has Rose really evolved into a fighter that can beat Yoana twice in a row? I don't know. Here's the thing. I don't know. Because Yoana, from the very start of the fight, didn't look comfortable. That's something you can make adjustments on. And this, so it's the same Yoana thing. Yoana didn't look comfortable. Yeah, Yoana didn't look yeah. comfortable from the very start. I think it was the weight cut that did it that. It could have been but... the weight cut. It could have been her just, you know, I'm the best, not taking things seriously. I'm not trying to make excuses. I don't know. Now, she just didn't look comfortable from the from the get-go. Or that she Those, couldn't get in Rose's or head. She, or she couldn't get comfortable in, just because of Rose's footwork and her, everything she was throwing at her and she was showing. Which, possible, but we don't know until the rematch. This is true. I mean... I, I still see Rose, and I saw it even in that fight. She's still the same girl that should have lost to Tisha Torres in that in that rematch in you know the UFC their first fight. She that lost, was a close decision. It I was think close. She didn't win. It, it, she she did lose to Kavakovich. You know she she this you know I think she can beat Joanna. I'm not gonna absolutely hundred percent bet the house on it because I could see Joanna making some adjustments, maybe taking it a little more serious, and then sticking on the outside and, mm -hmm. you know, and, and sticking maybe. and getting a point decision here, win here. If not, either way, Th she's moving possible. up to 125. So I can't answer Joanna's that question. Joanna's going up to 25? She should. 
She's not beating Shevchenko at 25. It's a fight I still want to see. <laughs> because I guarantee you, Shevchenko's got better ground game. And she's won oh, yeah. three Muay Thai fights. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But so her, so, top, her stand-up is better. So at least my answer for Paul's question is uh, to be determined. <laughs> no, 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 no. Nazis got your family. You got to choose. I'm going IHOP. <laughs> no, no, that's not how it works. Your family's dead and you're eating pancakes? Have you had their pancakes? They're delicious. They're delightful. Yeah, they're better than mine. And I pride myself <laughs> on my pancake-making ability. Fair, I'm going to let you get away with that one just because, you know, I'm in a good mood today. Um, I'm going to butcher your name, Yarmo, and I do apologize. No, that's uh, – yeah, Yarmo. Yarmo Smith? Yarmo, yeah. good? Yarmo Smith? Yeah, he, uh, he, I asked him how to pronounce his last name, and he, it's like a, I think he said a Swedish name, and he's like, just, it just means Smith. So. <laughs> just mean Smith. Yeah. Did, did he say how to how to pronounce it? I like. I'd no, love to try. Just, just, butcher no, it. Trust me. Six Smith. You you Yarmo. <laughs> you you can even get Kuniskaya right, man. I'm not gonna let you try that name. <laughs> so yeah, Yarmo Smith. There you go. Yarmo Smith. He asks. I'm oblivious to current MMA, so educate me. Name a few of the best slash interesting uh, ones to follow by weight class and organization. I'm not sure exactly what he meant. I probably should ask to clarify if he wants his name one per weight class per organization. But yeah, we're not. I didn't take do it that. that way because that would be way too much. I think so yeah, I, I think he wants to know he wants to know what their weight classes are and who they fight for. Correct. Um, that, that's the way I took it yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, if you're if if you're not update up to date on the current MMA scene, um, if this was two years ago, I would say Conor McGregor. Sure. I mean, just yeah. I mean, he brings the fans in everything like that. Uh, you can even say but a John he knows Jones. Who McGreg he yeah, he's McGregor. Yeah, yeah, is. He, he has to have that. Is but I'm talking about follow most interesting, some of the best fighters. Um, oh man, that's who. See, I'm trying. I'm trying to just name a few. I don't want to be here all day, so to speak. I mean, DC Daniel Cormier is super entertaining in the light heavyweight division in the UFC. Um, totally follow him if you want to. Uh, he's he's really interesting. One of the best fighters. You got Stipe Miocic, the heavyweight champion. Uh, you got Max Holloway at featherweight, who's like like one of the yeah. one of the throwback to the, like one of the classiest dudes. I mean, he talks shit in, in the cage, but he's classy as hell afterwards. You know, it is what it is. Um, <laughs> it is what it is, brother. And obviously, you know me. I mean, one of the best in the world, and one of the most interesting, just because of the way he shit talks, along with his accent, with his English. Habib Nurmagomedov, man, follow that guy. That guy's amazing. <laughs> Listen to all his interviews. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, Mighty Mouse, who I think is the best pound-for-pound talent-wise, skill-wise fighter in the entire world of all time. That's me. That's my opinion. Um, yeah, I mean, you go over to Bellator. Yeah, I mean, even 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 in in, in defeat, Joe Warren's still one of the most entertaining guys out there. Yeah, you fun to watch. Good yeah. wrestler, man. Yeah, you got Roy McDonald. You still got Paul Daly, um, Darren Caldwell. Oh, dude, there's just so many. Are you leaving fighters. any for me? <laughs> All right, sorry. Go ahead, man. <laughs> I got my list. No, I'm just, I'm just giving you a hard time, brother. Like, because I said, like, I printed out, I wrote my list, and I'm like, yep, 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 yep. Um, I'm just gonna touch on a few more. Obviously, uh, my favorite fighter of all time, um, and it would be fucking like me and Elvis if we got to fucking interview T.J. Dillashaw. If you want to look at a guy who who uses footwork, angle changes, distance control, distance management isn't just about staying on the outside. Yeah, exactly. He's he's fucking peeking you, dude. It, distance management isn't just about staying on the outside. The way he uses distance management means we're fighting at the distance I want you to fight. Yeah. If I want to fight with my kick, 
if I went to fight with my jab. And, and honest to God, um, Dwayne Bain Ludwood was a good MMA fighter. He, he had it in here, but he couldn't make it happen in here. What he was doing with TJ Dillashaw is go back to his fight after the first round, after TJ got hurt. He got hurt pretty good after that first round against um, – uh, uh, shit, my brain is freezing. I hate when my brain does this shit. Uh, Cody Garbrandt. <laughs> yeah, he got hurt pretty bad against Garbrandt. I don't know what I'm doing. And then what, what Dwayne Bang told him was, don't set up the kicks. Just go oh. for it. Distance, right? Distance from punchings to kicks. Dwayne saw it. He taught his pupil, his number one student, no, 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 don't worry about setting up your kicks because Dwayne saw it. And the way those two guys work together, that whole history, if you want to get interested in MMA, Part of getting interested in MMA, we go back to the question that um, Eve asked. How yeah. do you get your, your non-sporty girlfriend slash wife in store? You want to get back interested in MMA. Look at that backstory. Look at the relationship that TJ Dillashaw has with, with Alpha Male, with Dwayne Bain Ludwig, and, and, and how that is panned out to make him, in my mind, one of the greatest pound-for-pound fighters in the world. So follow TJ Dillashaw, motherfucking Shorty Torres. Yes. He is the best fighter in the world, not in the UFC. He yeah. is UFC. We talked about UFC caliber. He's got it. He's UFC well, caliber. I mean, He's he is the next big thing. Rory McDonald and Gegard Mousasi are still out there, so <laughs> they're not in the UFC no, anymore. Or you, you're talking about best fighter UFC. that hasn't been in the UFC. Correct. Right. Not in the UFC that hasn't been. Yeah, one hundred percent. Rory McDonald is probably. Uh, you got a pound for pound top five. You got a pound for pound Rushmore of current fighters. <clears throat> Rory McDonald's on it. He's 100% on it. Before we get into the next question, I am opening up the uh, my second beer of this week as Joe had opened up his uh, marshmallow milk stout from Garage Brewing Company. Disappear, brother. I am opening up the Clown Shoes Brewing Undead Party Crasher American Imperial Stout. Rat meow. Yeah. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that label. Look at that label. Look at that label. I have literally, I have literally used the term clown shoes to refer to certain. Um, I don't want to be too a bottle opener now. Yeah, I, I've I've called people who I've had to work for as far as you know. I work in construction, general contractors. I've called them clown shoes before. That's just so funny. I love that term. Like, dude, he's fucking clown shoes. He's a prop. He sucks. Let's see how this thing tastes. Um, hey, yeah, great uh, question. Uh, great question, Yarmo. Uh, hope that yeah, answers. Thank you, man. Very good one. Hope yeah. those answers. Uh, Follow Shorty Torres. <laughs> he's in the UFC soon. Yeah. Um, got a couple questions. Uh, at least a couple, you know, questions we could both answer. Um, yeah, well, I'm gonna save the questions to you till we're all said and done because I got some fucking retorts. Ooh, this is thick. You. This is dark. This is hey, this this is dark and thick. Just like you like your men. <laughs> Robert Taylor looks Let's see if dark I like it though. And I love, we'll see. We'll see. Put, put put the glass up. Oh, got it's got it was a decent pour. It's got it a little bit ahead. That's good. That's good for a style. But describe, uh, describe describe the aroma. What does it smell like? Black licorice, which gets me a little worried. I might not yeah. like this because I don't like black licorice. No. What does it What does it say? What does the bottle read? I judge it by your face. It wasn't bad. That is the most disgusting stout I've ever had. Really? That is that's un- that's absolutely horrible. That is absolutely you- horrible. How dare you guys? Hold on. It's clown shoes. It's a fucking prop, brother. Oh, that is disgusting. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm sorry gonna, to hear that. Yeah, I'm, gonna pour be- this, I'm pouring this out. And I'm grabbing another oh. one, man. Oh, my God. No. Yeah, I am pouring this piece of shit out. This is disgusting. Holy shit. So am I going to have to run the show for the next question? What's the next question so I can run off on it? Okay, let me let me ask you a question real quick so you could uh, 
<laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll um, reiterate. I'll reiterate my points sure, when you yeah. get back. So you talk it. Talk a little bit. Uh, my brother Doug asks. Douglas Fuck. Taylor uh, asks. Uh, Stepe Miocic versus Daniel Cormier. Who wins and why? Your opinion? Oh, while cool. I get the other beer. God damn, this shit is gross. Doug, great question. God damn it, I hate it when my family members are good at stuff. And that 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 amazes me that a beer is so bad that Robert's gonna actually go and pull it out because if if you guys want to have fun next time we do uh, uh, one of these ask us anything kind of questions, ask Robert the beer he used to drink before he became a hipster. They both end in light and fucking prick. Um, Doug, good question. Steve Pamiochis versus Daniel Cormier. Daniel Cormier, first off, is undefeated if your name isn't John Jones. Daniel Cormier is undefeated as a heavyweight. He's fought the likes of Frank Mir, Josh Barnett. He won the heavyweight Grand Prix in Force. He knows how to fight heavyweights. He knows how to use his size disadvantage to an advantage. Again, get inside. He's one. He's an Olympian. He's one of the greatest wrestlers that that have graced the the upper weight divisions of MMA. Um, you know, I, I don't want to. You know, I'm on the fence. I'm thinking that that DC wins. That's kind of where my gut is going. But you can't ever count out Stipe Miocic. I made that mistake against the Ngano fight. I I picked Ngano to win, but my heart was set on Stipe. Stipe is the greatest UFC heavyweight, having defended his belt three times. No other heavyweight has done that in the UFC. So hats off to him for that. And there's a reason why, because that is the hardest hitting, the, the most interchangeable, unpredictable division in, in all of the UFC. But when all said and done, undefeated, unless your name is John Jones. I'm on the fence, but I'm falling towards DC via decision via ground and pound you got a motorcycle going by too yeah as well as your inability to open a bottle of beer well i'm opening it up with my uh uh garage brewing company uh bottle opener thing, which is pretty cool um God, my- I got, which by the way i am i decided to grab my own bottle oh oh a marshmallow milk stout we're twinsies. We're twinsies. <laughs> I had to, I had to get shit is delicious, brother. After 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 opening up that beer and trying it uh, for the first time and being absolutely disgusted by the taste, holy shit, that tasted like feet. Okay, uh, so who's never going to be a sponsor of the show? Yeah, Clown Shoes Brewing, whatever you fucks. You <laughs> jokes on me, apparently. Um, Clown Shoes, motherfucker. Disgusting. Anyways, I, I caught the I caught the end of uh, your answer there, picking a uh, DC. Ground and that pound. was kind of the, the gist of it. It's 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 a tough one. You can never un, you can never underestimate Stipe. The gist of it, but DC undefeated as a heavyweight, undefeated unless your name is John Jones. Much he's taken powerful shots from guys like fucking Anthony Johnson. Yeah, and he's won those, and he's taken hard to hit, perfect shots. <clears throat> so he can take the punch. He's fought a heavyweight. He can take that punch. He gets inside on Stipe, he dirty boxes him, he picks him up, puts him down, pounds him, picks him up, puts him down, pounds him. A little bit. Doesn't doesn't completely kill him. 50-45. So, maybe, right. maybe loses a round. So, here's my thinking on that fight. I love Stipe. I think Stipe's one of the best, and I think Daniel Cormier is one of the best. Obviously, Stipe's the greatest heavyweight of all time because he's def- you know, defending the UFC. UFC is the pinnacle where everybody wants to, wants to uh, argue, you know, anything else. I... I I used to say Fedor, but he came over to the state. When he came over to the states, it was lackluster. He wasn't that old. Um, testing, 
changed a yeah, touch yeah, where he was maybe a little bit yeah um I've been and the competition some... went up to people he's fighting um versus either way um i think about this fight and a lot of it uh at least in the grappling exchanges the wrestling reminds me of daniel cormier versus josh barnett in the uh the, the finals of the strike force grand prix so you're gonna love listening back to this <laughs> is that what you were talking about too I'd mentioned him beating up guys like Josh Barnett. <laughs> yeah. It's referencing, just, you know, yeah. wrestling acumen. So when everybody says, like, Stipe's got the wrestling to keep it standing, no, he doesn't. It's not against DC. Not either. against DC. The, 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 the wrestling, the levels are completely different, especially MMA wrestling. DC has been able to translate his wrestling to MMA better than a lot of people, probably better it's, than most. It's um, the chain wrestling when you include strikes. Mm-hmm. Like there's chain wrestling and wrestling, yeah. but you got you, in MMA you got the cage and strikes that you've got to encompass in your chain wrestling, a la Khabib Nurmagomedov. Yeah, and it's not like uh, DC's got the. Uh, he's going to be terribly undersized. He's going to be shorter, sure, but I mean the reach isn't going to be that much of a big deal. It's not going to be that. He's going to be fifteen. He's going to be fifteen pounds lighter. Yeah, I mean for the most part. So, I personally. I mean, DC could catch him with a really good shot, but I, I caught your end there where he's taking a lot of hard shots and all that. You never know. Yeah. You never know. Um, he's definitely going to be the best heavyweight fighter that DC's fought at heavyweight. Uh, I don't know how DC's body is going to react to gain, to fighting with that much weight again, like without having to do the cut first. I don't know how yeah, gonna, he, he's yeah, going to be carrying it, it, a little more because he's not going to cut at all and have to rehydrate. Because when he rehydrates, he doesn't get back to his walk around weight. So, no, his walk around rate is like like two thirty five. Almost yeah, he's not getting back to two thirty five. I mean, he's going to carry another, uh, excuse me, ten fifteen. I don't know how he's going to his body's going to react again to doing that. It's been so long. So, <clears throat> I still I, I am leaning towards DC by decision. I am. There, there was another another fighter talking about moving up a weight class. I think it was um, Luke Rockhold. No, no, not not recently. Who who moved up weight class? I'm thinking oh. it was McGregor. Talking about not having the discipline of diet throughout training camp. Yeah, when we, it it does something to you. Like think about it when you're disciplined, the discipline, the discipline, where you're just like, oh, it becomes too free and too fun. Yeah, you're not hitting that discipline. Maybe not just with your diet, but not with you, in your training. I don't believe that's going to be DC's problem. He's proven time and time again that he is one of the baddest ass mofo's around, as Conor McGregor has. But I think DC's fought a heavyweight before. I'm on the fence. Like again, if I if Nazis got my family, I'm fucking gonna take DC. If I have to make a choice, I'm gonna take DC via decision. Yeah. Right now. But let me let me run some math and do some calculations again in two weeks and I fucking I don't I don't I don't that, know. That I don't know if you hear that, but that loser ass that drives up and down the street. The motorcycle? Stu- no, that's not a motorcycle. That's some, some somebody's stupid beat up Honda that he put a goddamn fucking intake and exhaust on it to make it loud when it has no speed whatsoever to it, no power, setting off people's goddamn car alarms. This fucker does this every night, man. He's a fucking piece of shit. And obviously people don't know who I'm talking about in my neighborhood because they're not here. But, you know, fuck that guy. Um, anyways. Uh, sorry about that. <laughs> Your question. Um, I'm going to ask a question guess... that was uh, directed to you. We're going to do that now. From, huh? uh, from uh, your good friend in front of the show, uh, uh, Chase Moore. Ah, this should be fun. Sorry, I'm, I get into the mic when I'm trying to read a little bit. I apologize. No, I'm it's happening. Uh, so this is what Chase says. If I were a magical genie and could guarantee Khabib one day would KO McGregor into retirement with only one, with the only negative being 
Riverside Joe, me, this guy right here, this handsome, svelte man, would lose his entire left leg. Would you accept the offer, or does Joe get to keep both his legs? Does your, wife, so does, your wife, does your wife have an issue with amputees? I'm going to say Are yes. you going to lose your job? It's a deal breaker, 100%. It's all gone. Everything. Really? Everything? I lose my house. You lose everything? Lose my family. Lose my job. Can't drive my car. I don't know why, but I need my left leg for my automatic. Oh, oh well, shit, dude. That kind of changes nothing. Um, Didn't think so, yeah. fucker. Khabib the winner. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> hey, man. Enjoy the wheelchair. Hope you got, uh, you're got you able to move around. At least you have more time to watch and study the fights and get uh, your points up and pick them. So, um, yeah, sorry. You legless bastard. Describe the image you see. What, two middle fingers? Yeah. Yeah, fuck you. That's that's two more fingers than the legs you'll have. That was good. God damn it. <laughs> Sometimes you're clever. Every now and again, you're fucking clever, and I have no retort. I'm quick, man. Um, Sometimes I'm quick like uh, that. I like that. Good. Yeah, nice, Chase. He said he was... I, I, I'm kind of disappointed it's not as fucked up as he was... Uh, telling me he was going to start asking but uh yeah chase knew the answer to that because you're a heartless asshole and you don't even care about your family and friends yeah chase, true friend of robert's he doesn't care about you <laughs> all right uh nick asks nick hilton asks again i think this is like the second question who yeah. do you see in the future if any contenders exist yet that could take cyborg one there's only one real featherweight female fighter that could possibly someday in the future, maybe if possibly she can get her passport shit figured out, is Megan Anderson. But that's a big, big maybe. It is a big maybe, and I'm going to disagree with you on that. As, um, I think the only person that has a chance to take out Cyborg uh, is Amanda Nunez. Power, style-wise, that's it. Okay. Absolutely. No. See, I like I like your reading this question. I'm I'm trying to think on the featherweight path since Cyborg is really the only featherweight in the UFC. So I'm trying to get other featherweights in anybody there. Anybody right now? Any contenders right now? I mean, yeah. I, Amanda well, Nunez see, I'm, moves. I'm sick Amanda of her fighting moves, loaded fucking. She moves ahead, up to part. featherweight. She's an immediate contender. I mean, regardless. Of course. So anybody in the UFC <laughs> featherweight division is immediate fucking contender like Kuntakaya. Yeah, so did I say, so better did I say it better Kuniskaya. that time? Kuniskaya. Come on, how hard is Kuniskaya. it? Man? Be a professional. And again, there you go, perfect. And again, again Kuniskaya. Fucking hats off to you for taking this fight, but I'm sick and tired of seeing Cyborg fight bloated fucking bantamweights. I'm hey, done. Man. Hey man, you call it out Cy- you, you call it and, Cyborg, and Nunez, you have to handle it. <laughs> and Amanda Nunez will be a bloated bantamweight. I don't fucking care. I want featherweights fighting featherweights. Yeah, but it's but or at the same time at, fighting... at the same time though, like I said, I think Amanda Nunez is the only one stylistically that could give Cyborg problems. Both, sure, they're both strikers, but she also, I believe, is going to have a reach advantage on Cyborg, and, and she power. has the style, she has the power to keep up. And Amanda Nunez does have; she can take a shot, and she's not going to be afraid to take a shot. So I yeah, think she's the only one. Yeah. Amanda's fighting Raquel Pennington next. Yeah, and I think she absolutely destroys Raquel Pennington. It, she puts a hurting on her and ends it within two rounds. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's not even gonna be close, especially Raquel Pennington coming off of a two-year layoff after the car accident, and her leg getting shattered. I mean, that, I can't yeah, believe they're booking it right afterwards. But well, whatever. who else? Who else at weight do you have for? It's a very sh- bantamweight and featherweight are very shallow for the women. Right yeah, now. It's, it's it's kind of a shame what a hole that Rousey leaving left and Misha. It, well, it, 
Well, yeah, it, that that did, but they also opened up women's flyweight. So all the women who were too small for bantamweight, but that's, that's not place they could fight. But the ones that were too bantam- small weren't that. Weren't, fly. Uh, aside from Bullet, they weren't really going to be contenders, anyways. <laughs> no, Bo- Bullet <laughs> is going to run, own, operate, dictate. Oh yeah, twenty five. There's oh, yeah. nobody beating her. Yeah. Nobody beating. Yeah, Nico Montana is about to announce her retirement. Man, she doesn't want anything to do with that. Yeah, no, fuck no, dude. And and uh, she's probably like my number two get on this this show that would like. Yeah make me start like struck <laughs> her and but, tj uh, that's yeah. like yeah they're badass fucking people okay i'm gonna ask this question before because there is a question that's to me so we have two questions left on our list oh, so i'm gonna ask the true. non-me question again once again from <laughs> nick Hilt- nick uh nick hilton um i wanted to save this one i was hoping we could save this one for <laughs> we could have we, yeah, we, we can go we no, can no, go no, one no, of the no. other ones from chase yeah fuck it ask me the chase question if Robert and Riverside Joe got into a scuffle, who wins and how? It's a great, great question, Chase. It's a very intriguing question um, because Robert and Joe have gotten into a scuffle before, at least a ground, scuff, uh, uh, ground, a ground scuffle. scuffle. No, no strikes, yeah. no strikes. No, no strikes. It was Correct. a ground scuffle, and Correct. we did it three times. The first three time, two. Uh, we got stopped the third time because we both just kept going and getting <laughs> rubbed up. Out. Yeah, gassed out. Yeah, really bad. <laughs> The first time, Father Time gets one of the <laughs> victories here. The first time, believe it or not, as you can see on this screen, this uh, six foot something, two hundred something pound fucker got taken down and choked out real quick by this five foot eleven hundred and fifty seven pounder right here. I took you down, and you got no, no, me no, 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 no. I, 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 I hooked your leg, and I tripped you backwards. And you rolled to scramble, and I immediately oh, took that right. back. I, got the hooks I, 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 in, got I, the rolled, choke. I tried to get him out, and I, well done, you got me. Yeah, and then and we then, rolled immediately after that, and he got me with a, I believe you got me with an Americana. A very good Americana. Yeah. I, li- I It was completely isolated, step over, left foot was still on, on his uh, left side here. It was it was good. Both of us, we got each other, so we're one and one, and Father Time has the other one. Yeah, we kept rolling, going back and forth, because gra- <laughs> granted, this isn't a fight. We're rolling and grappling, so... Um, if we were striking... <laughs> if, we, if this was a fight striking, uh, Joe would actually would beat the shit out of me i'm not gonna i'm not too no i i don't want to i don't want to be too I, I would probably use my my reach the best i could and it would end up in a i i'm more comfortable in grappling it would probably end up in a grappling match and you should, i would okay, probably you're being know. modest just just admit you'll beat the hell out of me come on man yeah, you're like you're like three yeah. times my size here um <laughs> i used to just fight my older brother who's fucking bigger than me and can hit hard as a train yeah, right. so yeah you're probably right i'd beat the shit out of you if we stood up yeah oh yeah if it was a real <laughs> fight out of anger yeah i'm i'm not gonna i'm not gonna you know i'm not gonna i'm the only family member you have that hasn't gotten an anger <laughs> fight with so we're good that's not true i think you and your brothers i've never gotten an oh, anger okay. fight All with. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly when you're well, we're almost brothers growing up so close but you know i get you that was a good one chase good i like it and it's true and, and the uh, honest truth is it's one and one it is one and one. One, one, and one. One and one. One, one, one and one. And one. And Father Time. Next time we do it to break, to break the, the tiebreaker, we will record it for the for the show. <laughs> Look, hey, if we get ourselves a thousand followers, dude, we'll, we'll fucking do, do it. Right? Yeah, we'll do a grappling match. Thousand followers, we'll, we'll grapple match. and uh, we'll Share record it. it and we'll do commentary for the show. We'll we'll have our yeah. mics like we'll have our fiancés hold the mics up to us. <laughs> what I, no, I think we do is we we grapple. And we take our two most uh, interactive fans, and they can commentate on our, our grappling exchanges. And when it's all said and done, we'll sit back down and talk about it. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. Thousand followers, people. 
Let's get thousand this thing followers. Let's here. go. Let's get it. Uh, last question of the night comes last from uh, Nick Hilton. Uh, Nick. Nick Hilton, man. Mary, fuck, kill. The classic, right? Holly Holm, Chris Cyborg, Ronda Rousey. Go. I didn't have to think long and or hard about any of this. To be honest, uh, Cyborg, I think you're a beautiful person, but I'm not physically attracted to you. I'm going to kill you. You're done. So it comes down to who do I marry? Ronda Rousey or Holly Holm? Ronda Rousey is a touch of a uh, mental case. No offense, Travis Brown, you can handle that. You're a bigger man than me. I'm going to fuck that and I'm going to marry Holly. Because she seems a little bit more stable and more, you know, fun to be around. She's and, the and preacher's long, daughter. You know? <laughs> a good girl. A good girl. Safe, simple answer. Yes! 100%. That's the way I roll. Simple-ass Joe. Dumb-ass Joe. Brother. I'm average. <laughs> so, I'm going to kill Rhonda. I <gasps> Por qué? Don't care about Rhonda. I'm going to actually help her finish what she... Thought about doing after the home loss. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> you motherfucker. That's so Yeah, wrong. yeah. I'm tired of playing it safe on the show. We're going to just go to the extreme here. And out of sheer curiosity in my mind, I'm going to fuck Cyborg. <laughs> She's going to fuck you. Yeah, maybe, probably. But out of sheer curiosity, out of sheer curiosity, man, I just, I feel, <laughs> I feel like she's going to be, like she would be a banshee. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen A Night in China with X-Pac? Yes. <laughs> I've not. Yep. Hey, you know what? Not, as as disgusting as China is and all that, she was a banshee in bed for X-Pac. So um, <laughs> I think she, I think Cyber's going to be a banshee. I mean, it may not be great to look at, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. She shall make it interesting. So, so who are you marrying? I'm marrying Holly Holm, preacher's daughter. I don't believe in it or whatever, but she's... You're the preacher's daughter, bitch. You can't cheat on me. <laughs> so all I've ever heard, she's a phenomenally nice person. Oh, so. Yeah. Well, like, so is my mom, but I don't want her judging any fights. <laughs> so is my mom, but I don't want her. Good call back to Joe Rogan's about yeah. Adelaide Bird. I love Bird. that. I love that. Which is funny because Adelaide Bird didn't even get the worst, like, judge the worst cars no. uh, scores on the card. That was Marcus Rosales. That yeah, it was. And it was a bad night of judging. Given the fight, twenty nine twenty eight to Zingano, you stupid fucking bastard. I'm, I'm still stewing about that, man. Um, As you, great night of questions. Thank hey, you all very first much. First time, yeah, appreciate it. We're gonna do this uh, more often, actually. So, not super, maybe once a month. You know, ask questions. You know, maybe yeah, once every two months. I like the MA or stuff. when we got some free stuff. I mean, we have a free show with no reviews in two weeks, but I don't want to do it two weeks apart. So maybe we'll get a guest fighter on there working on some stuff. We'll see. If not, we'll yeah. get a guest anybody on there that wants to come on. One of our friends just shoot the shit about yeah. MMA talk. Absolutely. Um, hey, before we uh, go and all that and do our thing, what time are we sitting at? About hour and eighteen minutes. Let's do a quick, real quick, then, man. Let's uh, let's do a quick uh, preview of next weekend's UFC fight not on fat fight pass for Doom versus Volkov. We kind of talked about the main event, right? Verdum and Volkov earlier, so we're not going to really get too deep into that. Let's just go with your pick. I'm going to take Verdum uh, via submission third round. I think uh, someone's going to get a little bit cocky, and they're going to get taken down or guard pulled, and they're going to get submitted. Nice. Uh, that's what I'm taking. All right. I'm going to take Verdum. I actually think uh, this fight goes to decision, though. I think okay. it goes all five rounds, but I am going to take Verdum. Just got to go with the experience. 
Root we got to see. Well, I just like Root for Volkov though. I really I want some new blood up there. So um, Jimmy Manoa, Jan Blakovich. I probably said that last name wrong again. Um, Blakovich, close. I think it's like Blakovich, but uh, yeah. I Dane Hudson. I can't say it. Yeah, I think Manoa knocks him out. It is a rematch. So second round. Second round. I think he gets him in the first, but either way, it's a knockout. We'll see what happens. Um, Tom uh, Duke, yeah, Dukenwa. There you Tom go. I was, I, that one I can say yeah. right. <laughs> well, no, I know. I knew it. I just got tongue twisted for a minute. Tom Dukenwa yeah. taking on Terry on Ware. Dukenwa coming off of his first loss of his career to Cody Stammen. Um, he's not losing two in a row. He's absolutely completely agree. Dukenwa, I think he uh, takes it by decision. Terry and Ware is actually pretty tough and durable. Um, durable. He takes it by decision. I agree. Yeah, very and, durable. Uh, the return of one of my favorite welterweights, one of my favorite up and coming welterweights, on a four fight win streak, uh, Leon Edwards against Peter Sabata. I've got Edwards taking this one by decision as well. I think he stops him in the third round, late in the third round, but I think he's going to get peppered too much and he's going to put him down. It's going to be the end of it. All right. Well, yeah, that works for me. We got uh, on the uh, preliminary card, also on Fight Pass, we got the return of Danny Hot Chocolate Roberts against Oliver Encap. Great fight. Jack Marshman making his welterweight debut against Brad Scott. Also going to be a great gonna fight. going to be a fight, fight of the night in my mind. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Paul Craig uh, taking on Magomed Akalov. Going to be another good fight. Um, Cajun Johnson taking on Stevie Ray. That, to me, watch is going to be this fight. awesome. I'm a big Stevie Ray guy. I love that Cajun Johnson fight as well. To watch. Cajun Johnson and Stevie Ray are two guys who are fucking running up that ladder right now. Those Absolutely. guys are phenomenal. And Cajun Johnson is one of those watch. guys that's at the uh, forefront of uh, fighters' rights and all that for the union, yep. stuff like that. By oh, the way, yeah. Cajun Johnson, everybody, uh, friend, friend of – the show, at least for from all the groups, he hosts his own podcast, the Raging Cajun Pod, uh, MMA podcast. Check it out. They just had Stevie Ray on. It was really fun. Yeah. Uh, before that, they had uh, uh, John McDessie on. It's a great show. Obviously, they got a little more connections. But, um, yeah, Cajun Johnson, check him out. So, Joe. Yes, sir. Plug your stuff, man, for the people on audio. Plug my stuff. So you can get a hold of me on Twitter at Joe Hud. 45 not j-hud not j-hud but joe hud <laughs> uh joe hud 45 on twitter instagram will be mma to the max joe and as always the two is the number two no spaces nice you're nice. up buddy i'm up yeah i i figure i've been missing the no spaces part. I make sure that's <laughs> i'm sure it's instagram they should know you have to put they, an underscore should, you, should, you have to put it but underscore. i'm old and my friends are old <laughs> all right follow me on twitter at it's rock robster Instagram, MMA to the Max Rob. Follow the show on Twitter at MMA to the Max Show. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash MMA to the Max Podcast. As always, visit our parent website of w2mnet.com where you can find all your needs for MMA, wrestling, movies, sports, and all forms of entertainment. Obviously, movies falls into that. Um, One-stop shop. That's right. Check out the Facebook group, w2mnet.com group. Uh, right now, it's Wrestling to the Max still. They're changing it over. It's going to encompass everything pretty soon. Be able to share anything you want, talk about whatever you want. Check us out on iHeartRadio, iTunes, YouTube, Google Play, Spreaker, all the good stuff, you, places you can find uh, podcasts. Check out the Facebook group, MMA Freaks, one of the biggest, fastest growing Facebook groups out there. I'm a moderator on it. Um, the you know, uh, Founders of the group do a lot of like Facebook live interviews with some fighters in there. Sam Alvey was just on there doing that from Florida. 
I'm hoping to get him on the show pretty soon. Uh, other than that, man, good I show. think we're good. It was a good show. It was a good show. It was fun. Cool. Good beer. Good conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Good questions, man. Appreciate everybody. Yeah, thank you very much, guys. Great questions. I like uh, Chase thinking outside the box here. That was some fun <laughs> stuff, too. Nick's uh, MF, or excuse me, MKF, as he put it on there. Good yeah. job. Good job. All the way around, guys. I really appreciate the interaction. Uh, appreciate you guys listening, and um, we'll continue to get better. Next and time we do this, we're going better. live on Facebook. So, <gasps> Thank you. Yeah, next time we, next time we, we do the questions, we're going this. live. Yeah, next time we do the questions, we're going live on Facebook, everybody. So keep that in mind. Also, 1,000 followers sure. on Facebook. We're going to we roll. Grapple, we grapple live on the we're, podcast. We're not striking. We're grappling, right? That's right. You can watch it happen. Okay. Chase, I know you're excited yes, for that. Get hey, your friends get like. Get all your friends and families. <laughs> make a fucking fake account if you have to. 1,000, and we're going to grapple. That's right. All right, so that's it, right? We're good? Peace. Peace. All right. For my co-host. Joseph Hudson, a.k.a. Riverside Joe. I am your host, Robert Taylor. This has been MMA to the Max. We will see you next week. Take care. See ya. The previous podcast has been an original W2Mnet.com production. For more great content like this, go to W2Mnet.com for the worlds of wrestling, video games, entertainment, and sports.